Hello, welcome to Community Difference Makers, brought to you by Bankers Trust. I'm your host, Emily Abbas, and our goal is to help share the good work of nonprofits in our community. Today, we have two wonderful leaders with us, Carrie Wardeman, Executive Director of Home Inc., along with one of her organization's current board members, Jenny Cooper, who's our commercial real estate lending manager at Bankers Trust. They are both advocates for helping make housing accessible and affordable. So welcome, Carrie and Jenny. Thank you. Good morning. Carrie, let's start with you. Uh, while I know you have more than 15 years of experience in property management, real estate development, and community engagement, you're still relatively new to your role as executive director of Home Inc. Tell us what drew you to the organization and, and, and along the way, give listeners a brief overview of, of the purpose and, um, and background of Home Inc. So I'm actually going to flip that on its head and start in reverse and talk a little bit about Home Inc. and then draw the story together. So we uh, are a nonprofit housing organization, the oldest in Des Moines, established in 1967. And our mission is to meet people where they are in their housing journey. And we do that through several different programming lines. So one of those is our housing counseling services. We have both landlord and tenant counseling, providing landlords and tenants with basic information uh, regarding their rights and responsibilities, and providing guidance and counseling services when they run into unforeseen issues, such as receiving a notice or not knowing how to resolve a landlord and tenant conflict. We do home buyer education and homeowner education uh, classes. We have a program called Hope for Stable Families, and that is a program that offers case management and emergency rental assistance to individuals who have school-aged families who are at immediate risk of losing their housing. So then in addition to all of those housing counseling services, uh, we have a property management line. So we offer some affordable rental opportunities to folks in the community. We do neighborhood revitalization through home rehabilitation with the Metro Home Improvement Program. And then we're also in the position to create home ownership opportunities through our property development program. So we develop homes that are affordable for people wanting to enter home ownership. So all of those things really bring me uh, to what I'm passionate about in the work that Home Inc. does and why I'm so excited to be here. Throughout my time working in property management, working in development, I really had the opportunity to see the gaps in our community, not only gaps in affordable housing that is available to people, but also the gaps in the support that is available to people who don't maybe have the basic skills or understanding or knowledge or experience uh, being renters or being homeowners. And so I'm really passionate about the combination of our programs and being able to provide the support throughout the journey, whether someone is just becoming a renter for the first time or whether someone is a homeowner needing some support and how do I handle these basic maintenance issues, we really get to cover the broad spectrum. And so that's what's exciting to me is getting to cover all of these different aspects of housing affordability and housing stability. When Homemaker is so lucky to have you in this role, um, I always say it's so important for members of a community to understand what are the biggest issues facing the community. And I would lift housing 
at the top of that list, along with youth, youth violence, food insecurity, mental health. Jenny, uh, housing has always been a topic that you've been supportive of or involved in and lending your expertise to. Um, how have you been involved with um, Home Inc. over the last many years? And what initially led you to this nonprofit from a board member's perspective? Um, what's changed or perhaps even stayed the same over the years that you've been involved? Well, I have been involved in affordable housing nonprofits in Des Moines since the mid-1990s. Um, I was the Community Reinvestment Act or the CRA officer for Norwest Bank, if you want to really go back in time. Um, and as part of that, I was initially on the board for Neighborhood Finance Corp and got to know both um, Pam Carmichael, who was the, the former executive director at Home Inc. for, I think, nearly 40 years before she retired. Um, and then also Kathy Cahoon, which, who ran the uh, community development group for the city of Des Moines and, and met both of those ladies through NFC. Um, eventually got involved in the Neighborhood Revitalization Board for the city and the creation of the Polk County Housing Trust Fund back then. And so as part of that, Pam had asked me to join Home Inc's board. So I've been aware of and worked with Home Inc for a number of years. Um, and, you know, I guess it's it's just been a passion of mine. You know, affordable housing is just such a, a necessary base need for our community um, and Pam again had all those different facets of both the counseling side as well as the bricks and sticks and building the homes so it, it just drew me in back then and um, just haven't ever really left so well we like to give shout outs so shout out today to Pam and to Kathy and Jenny I've known you for a long time and I didn't know you were the CRA officer back at Norwest so no wonder you're such a wealth of knowledge to us every day at Bankers Trust you know one way that the bank has um, partnered with Home Inc was in 2022 um, we began together offering free homebuyer education classes to underserved populations um, we've had several successful classes and announced that we would extend that partnership for five years. We just think it's so important to help uh, people along the journey towards home ownership. It's not something you can, most people can just jump in and then decide I want to buy a house and be ready that day. Um, Carrie, I know it's a unique partnership for both Bankers Trust and Home Inc. From your perspective, why is it so important? And, and given the feedback you've heard from participants and educators at these workshops, um, what do you believe we can achieve together? Well, I think one of the things that you, one of the comments you made sort of brings it all home. So um, you can't just jump into home ownership. And uh, many, many folks who are in underserved communities not only don't have home ownership experience of their own, but don't maybe have a family history of home ownership. And so there aren't resources in their immediate circle available to find out what it takes to become a homeowner, if it's possible for them to become a homeowner, and if it's something that they wanna do, there is a lot of responsibility that comes along with becoming a homeowner as well. And so these home buyer education classes allow all of us, um, Bankers Trust and Home Inc in partnership to really offer that opportunity for people across the entire spectrum. Again, from people who are just considering, you know, maybe someday I might wanna look at becoming a homeowner, what would that entail? All the way up through folks who are nearly ready to become homeowners and have done all the work to clean up their credits and become mortgage ready. And so I think it's really a unique opportunity to 
be able to touch that entire cross section of the community and provide the education where they need. And the feedback that Andrea, who currently um, oversees that program has provided is that it's really neat to engage in the conversations that take place during those education classes. Um, a lot of times there's a lender in the room, there might be a real estate agent in the room, and there's kind of a natural flow of conversations, just questions and concerns and um, ebb and flow along with all of the nuts and bolts of the education. So it's just such a, such a great opportunity for people to really understand what homeownership is all about. And then the other piece that is really exciting about that is that it doesn't have to stop there. So then people who are really interested in exploring further whether homeownership is viable for them can meet with Andrea one-on-one -on -one and talk about budgeting and put together an action plan and really put themselves on a path to becoming homeowners um, if that's what they want to pursue. We'll give Andrea a shout out as well, as well as some of our loan originators from Baker's Trust, who I know have spent their weekends at these classes as well. I'm going to miss some, but I know Yvonne, Olga, Kim, and others have, have made some great connections with those participants. You know, it sounds like there are two sides of the coin for the work Homing does, one side being help people get into the affordable housing and the other to successfully stay in that housing and avoid the future risk of, of homelessness. Beyond those home buyer education workshops, what are some of the other services or some of the other stories or examples of those whose lives have been transformed and how you help them successfully stay in that housing? So our Hope for Stable Families program, which another shout out to Tyann who manages that program, um, is one really great opportunity for us to reach people when they're in their sort of darkest hour or moment of greatest need. Uh, that program specifically serves people with uh, school-aged children who are at immediate risk of homelessness. So they have to have received a three-day unpaid rent notice and able to participate in the program and be at or below 30% area median income. So this is a really, really vulnerable segment of our population. And one of the uh, you know, many success stories that she shared with me coming out of this program is a gal who was a single mom of three. Her youngest had some pretty significant med uh, medical needs in and out of the hospital. At the same time, this young single mom was going to nursing school and was on the dean's list. So she's dealing with all of the challenges that we everyone deals with as, as a parent all by herself with a, a, a little kiddo with medical needs and having car troubles at the same time. So through the Hope for Stable Families program, she was able to not only access case management and that support in setting a plan and sticking to a budget, but also that emergency rental assistance when she needed it so that she could stabilize her housing in the immediate moment. And then in addition to that, she was able to be connected with Valida at Oak Ridge, who runs the um, Wheels of Hope program in order to secure stable transportation to get to her nursing program and to get to the hospital to care for her kiddo. So that's a really great example of how someone in a really tough situation can take that hand up and leverage it to really become, you know, successful and uh, and stable. Wow. And I am so glad you mentioned the Wheels of Hope program as well. That's another program that Bankers Trust is very involved in in our community, helping get that transportation, that need of, of, a, of a vehicle to get to and from places of employment. 
Jenny, a lot of your professional work and success has been on the commercial real estate side, yet you find so much time to serve as a board member for so many worthy nonprofits here. What's the most rewarding part about being involved with an organization such as Home Inc.? Well, attending board meetings is, is probably a small part to play um, in all the work that, that the Home Inc. staff puts out day in and day out. Um, you know, moving each family one by one is kind of a heavy lift for those folks. Not a job I don't think I'd be very good at personally, um, but knowing the effort that they put into each and every family that comes to the door, you know, we always celebrate, you know, the brand new house that got built or the house that got rehabbed. But I think the nuts and bolts of the day in, day out, you know, work that they do with these families and kids can stay in a stable home, do better in school, better health, education. It's just, um, there's such a trickle down effect of, of the work that that staff does. So all these years. You wouldn't do it if you didn't love it and you wouldn't do it if yeah. you didn't have so much expertise to give. But I, I love your point. I mean, I, I believe I, I attended a, a open house for a brand new property just north of downtown um, maybe earlier this year, late last year. And and you're right, that's the shiny new object, but it's the day to day tough work that the team mm -hmm. does, um, just like the stories that you that you told. Um, so we know some basics now after listening to your expertise on on home ownership and, and housing affordability. What's something most people don't know about this important topic or your organization? Um, Jenny, let's let's start with you this time. You know, I, I don't know that, that folks understand how truly complicated it is to maintain and continue funding for all these initiatives. For a long time, it was I don't know, easy might be a simplification, but it was relatively easier to get money for building the houses and rehabbing in that gap. It was much more difficult to get the supportive service dollars for a very long time. I think we've done an amazing job moving the needle on different fundraising and different grants we can reach out to get for that. United Way is a huge partner, but to just give somebody a house and expect them to be successful is so short-sighted. So unless you can do both the supportive part and the physical structure, I, I think that's the challenging the the gap just gets wider and wider um, as the years go on with with the rising costs everybody knows about the rising interest rates. It, it makes it harder and harder to fill that affordability gap between cost and what somebody can actually pay. Um, so that's the challenge we're all in and, and we use federal funds and state funds and county funds and city funds and and all the possible layers that we can. But sometimes we make it seem easy, but it is a really complicated structure to be able to provide that kind of housing. Carrie, what would you add? I would second everything that Jenny said. Um, and the piece that I would add is that I think sometimes our conversation about what is affordable housing becomes really generic or really just sort of downplayed. So we talk about a family being housing burdened if they're paying more than 30% of their gross income towards housing costs or being extremely housing burdened if they're paying more than 50%. If you back into that, I think about my own personal situation and the people that I know and look at paying 30% of your gross income toward housing costs. When you do the math on that, that doesn't leave much left over for medical expenses, food, which has gotten really, really expensive, especially in the recent months, transportation costs, much less saving for an emergency fund. So even at 30% of their of the gross household income, a family is really put in a situation where they're probably one emergency, one health condition, you know, a couple of missed days of work away from being in a really unstable housing situation. 
And then we expand that out. We sort of talk about this extremely rent burdened percentage of our population, which is very high. It's over 50% of low income households are, are burdened at more than 50%. And you play that math out. We talk about it so nonchalantly, but that is a dire situation. That is you don't know where your next grocery bill money is coming from or how you're going to put gas in your car to get to work. So I just think the people, it's not necessarily what people don't know about affordability. It's just not necessarily everyone doesn't understand what the implications of that are. And I think it's really important to communicate that message out so that, um, you know, we all understand the dire need for creating stable and affordable housing opportunities. So curious, the oldest private nonprofit housing organization in Des Moines, I'll say it again, oldest private nonprofit housing organization in Des Moines, Home Inc. has weathered the challenges of economic uncertainty, the pandemic, rising mortgage rates, and more. What do you believe has helped the organization stay strong? And what's your vision for Home Inc.'s future? So as you mentioned, Emily, I'm really new to the organization. I just came on board in August. So I guess I'm fortunate in that I didn't have to weather those direct experiences, but in talking with the team and talking with board members and observing what I've been able to in this first couple of months here, I think the success is twofold. Number one, Jenny already touched on the incredibly devoted team that we have. Um, it's really, really tough work, especially for our housing counselors. The work that they do every day is draining and sometimes thankless and you know without their dedication to putting their time and energy and passion into supporting the families that they do we wouldn't be able to even offer the services that we do so our, our dedicated and passionate team is is key in addition to that though on the funding side is all of our amazing partnerships so partnerships with bankers trust and other financial institutions um, partnerships with the United Way, with Polk County Housing Trust Fund, the City of Des Moines, Iowa Finance Authority, um, lots and lots of individual donors and other corporations and businesses that see the value in supporting housing affordability and housing stability, kind of putting all of the pieces of that puzzle together and then just making sure that we're really strategic in how we spend the money that we do have coming in the door is, is what enables us to keep moving forward and hopefully to grow the programming that we have. So leading into kind of what my vision is for the organization, you know, that really is a great starting point. So one of the things that I want to ensure is that we do have a secure and stable financial future, that we are diversifying our funding sources and creating some self-supporting revenue streams as well that will allow us to continue to provide housing counseling support continue to remodel and rehab homes for people who are low income and to develop housing and home ownership opportunities in different forms that fit the needs of our changing community. It truly takes collaboration and it truly takes the whole community um, working together. Jenny, if someone listening today is feeling an affinity towards helping um, with this cause, how could they get involved in supporting Home Inc.'s mission? There's always donating money. <laughs> That'd be first. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a link on the website, um, homeopportunitiesmadeeasy.org, um, correct? And then, um, and really re refer people. I mean, if if you if you hear somebody that's having those challenges, you know, we need to remember that these are our 
our waitresses and our CNAs and our preschool teachers. And um, if you if you know of somebody having these kind of challenges, that there is an organization out there that can help them and refer folks to them. We we don't really do volunteers at home build site type things like we don't do what Habitat does, but truly even a, a small donation goes a long way. So for my final two questions, I'd love for you both to chime in. Um, Carrie, we'll start with you. If there's one thing you want listeners to remember about Home Inc. after listening, what would that be? Jenny really already alluded to it, just the breadth of services that we offer and to please refer people to us. You know, when we're talking about one program, often another one will come up. So, for example, we might be meeting with community members about the Hope for Stable Housing program. And they don't realize that we also offer the landlord and tenant counseling services. So those things go hand in hand, right? Once we get someone into an apartment or a home of some sort, we need to make sure that they have the supports to maintain maintain that housing stably and to understand their rights and responsibilities. So just like Jenny mentioned, just helping us get the, the word out about the breadth of resources that we have available for the community absolutely will always take donations that um, is the bread and butter of a nonprofit organization right but also we need to be able to tell the story of the work that we're doing so that we can continue to build that financial support from the greater community as well as the partners that we already have jenny anything you want to add Oh, I just have to remember there's always real people behind all these nonprofits a lot with very small children that need a home. I remember uh, an interview once with a family from House of Mercy that was living in our Clark Commons location. So there was kind of a partnership between House of Mercy, which is a substance abuse facility for women um, with children. And the, the young kid couldn't be kept quiet that, you know, mommy had mommy had had a clean drug test so they could stay. And I mean, it's just, it breaks your heart to watch these kids just want a home that they know they can go to that's safe and that's secure. So there's real people behind all of this. So that's just something to remember. What an important reminder. You're both clearly passionate about giving back. Why do you personally think it's important to get involved with your community, either through volunteering, making donations or in other ways? Jenny, I think you probably just answered this one, but why don't you leave us <laughs> off? Uh, it uh, sounds like just it's those individual stories <laughs> that are meaningful. Stories, it gets you every time. Um, yeah, but they're, they're but for the grace of God, go any of us, right? I mean, uh, bad things happen. These folks are at an income level that they can't afford one, you know, flat tire or broken down car or medical emergency. If you look at the budget and what it takes, uh, you know, you, you just, I guess I just feel a need that it's a small thing to do to attend a few board meetings to try to do what you can to further um, somebody, you know, getting that step up and getting that that hand up. Carrie, anything to close us out today? Yeah, I think, you know, whether whether it's Home Inc. or another nonprofit organization that that helps to serve underserved individuals, I think at the end of the day, it's really, you know, for me and I hope for other people who become passionate about their individual causes, it's really about the fact that we are all humans who need community and relationship and who deserve dignity in our everyday life. And that includes everybody. We truly are better together. And if all of us can take the talents that we have to give back and help others rise, we can truly create a more stable and more thriving community for all of us. And housing 
to me, and I know to many people, housing is really the base of all of that. So that's my why. I wish there was more time to sing Jenny's accolades, the, the, <laughs> the things that you have done to help us just create avenues, including I mean, even just this, this new thing that you're working on to help us get to the point where we can make the lease purchase program work even better and all of that. So, I mean, this partnership is incredible and valuable and so appreciated. Thanks for sharing. Uh, thank you both so much for joining us today. Carrie, you have been in your role for three months, barely. Um, thanks for sharing your expertise. Thank you for telling Home Inc's story of how you meet people um, wherever they are on their housing journey. Jenny, thanks for sharing your expertise. What a great resource for a new executive director and having board members such as Jenny that are so passionate about the cause. Also, thank you to our listeners. Remember, you can find our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or at bankerstrust.com backslash community difference makers. Stay tuned for more impactful dual interviews like the one we had today with local nonprofit leaders and the Bankers Trust team members who support their important work. Yeah.